It's snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. Pistachios are known for their protein power, fiber, and better for you unsaturated fats for a combination that may help you keep feeling fuller longer. Wonderful Pistachios is a good source of protein with zero gill. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. I love that they come in a variety of sizes and flavors, making this the perfect protein snack for any on-the-go adventure. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Welcome back, everyone. Road Track Podcast. Happy Friday. I am Kevin. He is Gordon. We're off on Wednesday, so playing a little bit of catch up on this Friday. Gordon, how are you doing, sir? I feel I'm upset that we were off on Wednesday. I feel bad for our fans. I feel bad for you. <laughs> I feel bad for everyone who wanted to hear our hot takes on that Wednesday of at the end of the year. That's what we're going to talk about today. But should we tell people what, why we weren't live on Wednesday? It's not that exciting. It's just a staffing it. Staffing. We'll say staffing hookup, right? That's not good... you or me, but we need someone running the running the keys. We didn't have anybody. Well, listen, none of the stuff went out of date between Wednesday and today. We just rolled the whole show over. So we just like that's pretty. It's like a four hundred one k. We just roll into like, another like Roth IRA or something. Exactly. Okay. Uh, by the way, do not accept financial advice from Gordon Mack. Uh, Got to do a disclaimer here at the top of the show. Um, I mean NFTs. Those are still a thing, right? I got that, for me. Uh, was it Ape Club? Was the things they do? Oh, oh, the um, Ape Club. Yeah, yeah, I think those are really, really hitting their stride. No, we're gonna talk about Athlete of the Year as you mentioned. They released the Diamond League schedule. We'll talk about that. USATF announced their schedule, so we know where the U.S. Championships are going to be held and all those other lower tier meets. Uh, we got an email that I want to get to about ranking the days of the World Championships, which that's my wheelhouse, baby. And there's a really good uh, Noah Lyles article in the LA Times from our friend Andrew Greif, which I want to talk about. This sounds like an incredible show. I'm just going to come along for the ride. Yeah. So I just sit back and you do all the talking? Definitely sit straight up. Um, Should we tell people you're not feeling well? No, we're not going to say that because I don't want that. that. I don't want an excuse. Okay. Right? I like that. I don't release the injury report ahead of time. Okay. You know, you don't want want, your viewers or anything like that knowing that you're hurt. Um, Also... The gift card extravaganza, I think, is officially off and running. We got an email from someone uh, that showed us that we were number one on Spotify's Wrapped. They're getting a gift card. So I'm bringing envelopes to the studio next week. I'm bringing stamps, and you're going to bring all your gift cards, and we're going to spread some holiday cheer. We're doing this? Is it actually happening? Yeah, yeah this is happening. Okay. I mean, later on, we'll make it a game. We're going to have a wheel, and you spin the wheel yeah, for the gift card. Yeah, but the first email we got had the screenshot. We're number one. So they, may- they get one. I'm not saying everybody's going to get one because of that. But maybe how about this? In order to be eligible for a spin of the gift card wheel, you have to have a screenshot of at least us being in your top five. I mean, that's okay. Sure. We'll come up with fun but games. But what if they don't use Spotify though? That's, that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't want to make a rule here. I just think it's going to be fun. Okay. Spread some holiday cheer. As I mentioned, Pacific Sun, you know, who knows? I got two pack sun. I saw it. You sent me a picture. I sent you a picture. I went digging through. My wife's like, what are you doing? I'm like, are there any gift cards around here? Because when you get married, I don't know if it's still the case back when we got married, you said no gifts, but people still give you money and sometimes gift cards. So you like Cold Stone Creamery. I'm going to need to inquire about how much is left on some of these cards. Is there Cold Stone in Austin, Texas? I don't think so, right? Uh, it might be. I don't know. That's the other risk. You might get a gift card for a place that doesn't exist in your hometown. Yeah. But then you know what you do? You pass that along to somebody else. I have some gift certificates to breweries in Austin. So yeah. if you win those, 
you basically win a non all expensive paid trip to Austin to go to one brewery. <laughs> you win once you get here. You, you have can to do all the hard yeah. work. Once you're here, though, then you can go to the brewery. So, like, there's maybe a, we'll do that one. Twenty five percent are Austin only gift cards, yeah. and then the other seventy five percent are probably national chains. Maybe we'll look and we'll like put them in an order of which ones are more national versus which ones are regional yeah. or local, and then and then do it that way. All right, let's start off first story. No surprise here. War Athletics announced Athlete of the Year. It's Mondo. It's Sydney. No surprise. We don't get the order of the top five. Which I wish we would get. That would have been a little bit more interesting. But we get, uh, we get the two people we thought would win. Both of them broke the world record multiple times. I thought Kipchoge made a late bid against Mondo. I didn't think Sydney would have any competition. Although there's some other people who had fantastic seasons. But overall, one of the... Least surprising athlete of the year uh, announcements we've had in the last few years. Yeah, but should we have the conversation that the athlete of the year didn't compete in the organization's premier track and field series, the Diamond League? Mm. Like, obviously, what City did was incredible, breaking Mm. the world record multiple times. I think she is the athlete of the year for the record. Yeah. But it is kind of weird. When the athlete of the year doesn't really run much, like, do you think? I would argue though, that's the, an issue. The premier meet for the organization is the world championship. That's the meet. So then they shouldn't that's call it athlete meet. of the year. They should call it athlete of the meet. Yeah. Well, listen. I've said this once. I've said this twice. I've said this three times. If you're only going to race in a few finals, you got to make them count, and that's what she did. It would be year. like giving Andre Ugudala the MVP of the NBA. Based off of his Golden State versus Cavaliers. No, because he didn't break the world record multiple times. But he did stop two. LeBron James. He did. That was in the finals. That's in a, the finals. That's a good point. He did do that. Uh, Well-deserved. I mean, Steph should have got it. We know. But he was yes. great in that series. Now, you look at you look at Sydney's season, and, and the stat I like to bring up, the 10th fastest time in history belongs to her, and it came from a world championship semi. Right? You had... That's, that's the stat you love to bring up? You just walking down the street it, and be like, hey, have you heard? Yeah. I don't, fastest time ever? <laughs> semi-final this year i mean that's really weird if you think about it it's very strange that it would come from a semi that just shows you how good she was right breaks the world record at usa's breaks at world championships she ran uh real fast in nashville when the hurdles were in the wrong spot did another fast time and shake yeah they didn't come in the diamond leagues i don't really think they care i don't really care either because i don't as long as you're competing it to me, it doesn't matter where you're competing as long as the competition is good. And meets like Sheikh Eshkabayevar were really good, right? Meets like um, USA's are really good. Now, if someone had a similar resume as her in terms of how many times they ran historical marks and then one of them raced five or six more times, obviously advantage them. But I don't think we're going to see many seasons like this again. So I don't think this is a template. I don't think people should come away with this and say, oh, I guess you can only run five or six times and win athlete of the year. Yeah, you can do that, but you need to be able to run this fast put quality performance after quality performance so i don't think it's a big deal um but i would have liked to see him run more again so world athlete of the year oh yes let's talk about rising star though well no before we go before we talk about rising star so this is the first one for no this is the second one for mondo first for sydney Mm -hmm. mondo is not that old he's like how many (laughs) and sydney's not that old no neither of them are that old 23 for Sydney. Here's the question. Who will end with more after the year titles? And 
how many will that be? And will it be the most ever? They're both 23. Who has the most ever? Got to be Bolt, right? Scroll Bolt? down on that. There's a number by him. When they get multiple ones, you can see the number by him. Six. So Bolt has six. Will... And on the men's side and on the women's side. Jackie Joyner. No, it's Isimbayeva. Isimbayeva? Yep. Yeah. The pole vaulter? Pole vaulter. So. How many she have? Three. Okay, Sydney will go beyond the three. Mondo won't get to six. Mondo's at two. Yeah, I think Mondo ends with five. I think Sydney ends with four. Mondo ends with five, Sydney ends with four. Yeah, Sydney becomes the most uh, decorated female athlete of all time. Mondo comes up one short. That's right. It's crazy Dalil Muhammad has one in 2019. She was great in 2019. Yeah. She deserved it in 2019. You look back. But look back on that, like, what Sydney did three years later. Yeah. Just like it's like when you know sometimes it happened in the Bowerman where you see like a great performance in a certain event, yeah. and then like four years later someone just like does ten x what they did, but just the sport has evolved. Yeah. Oh, um, well, and there's better years. Yeah. Right. So 2016, who won? Bolt and Almaz Ayana. Yeah. So Bolt, you know how many hundred meter finals Bolt ran that year? How One, many, Kevin? Two, three, four, five. He ran five hundred meter finals, and he ran two two hundred meter finals. He ran seven finals total. He ran a grand total of four times under 10 seconds and a grand total of three times under 20 seconds. That's he not went, a lot of running. He went 980, 981 in the Olympics in 1978. He didn't even run that fast. Exactly. And he got it. And he shouldn't have got it. There were more worthy people to get it that year. I remember saying at the time he shouldn't have got it. But um, different seasons yield different winners in terms of oh man there's just a bunch of world records this year or there's a lot of undefeated people this year but i mean a lot of that was fault right you're making it a career achievement award and they probably thought how many more opportunities do we have to give it to him and they were right because that was the last one but he ran seven finals total in 2016 and they were not jaw-dropping times and people are like well it's not fair you're, you're grading him on a curve you're grading him against old usain bolt no man. 981 <laughs> 1978 Right? Yeah, that's good. It's good. It's good, but it's not, oh, he ran 1965, yeah. or 965, yeah, yeah. and 19.3. So now we are going on now, what, 13 straight years of a different woman winning Ooh, at the end of the year. That's a good stat. Yeah. Nice job. Stat man Gordon right here. I think we'll get to, <laughs> I think we'll get to 14, because I think this year was so close. So you don't think Sydney wins next year? Let me, let me clarify. I don't, this year wasn't close. It should have been. Sydney, but there were so many other worthy people yes. that I think, unless she doubles up, because now she has the issue where she's getting graded against herself, yeah. which is tough, because now the world record is really far out there. I think she'd be more likely to do it if she moves to the quarter and puts down some crazy times in the 400. But yeah, I think between Shelly and Fraser Price, between Trika Jackson, between Toby Amazon, between Faith Kipiegon, one of them is going to continue their hot streak into the next year, and they'll get it. Okay, Kevin, so I introduced a new segment mm. back on Monday. It's called the Gun to Your Head segment. Yeah, still don't like it. You don't like it? Not a fan. It's, it's struggling to gain a sponsorship. Okay, I, I wonder probably why. probably see why. But yeah, let's change that for 2023. That's, that'll be my goal in 2023, to change the Gun to the Head uh, segment. But it's still 2022. I'm going to keep that segment. Gun to your head, Kevin. Mm. Who will be the 2023 World Athlete of the Years? Or World Athlete. Athletes of the Year. I'll go Faith Kipiegon. Because I think she's going to get the 1,500-meter world record. And a lot of people, I was gonna say. especially people on the show, are not giving Faith Kipiegon their due. So I'm going to stand here, actually I'm going to sit here proudly and say it will be 
Grace keep Yegan. What about on the men's side? Well, that's what I was... Yeah, I'm asking men and women. Oh, men? I mean, the best money would be on Mondo repeat, right? And because he can beat it a centimeter at a time, he can do the same thing again indoors and out. I guess you'd also think Lyles. You'd think Dos Santos, maybe. One of those four-minute hurdles. But I'll go Mondo. Mondo? Yeah. I'll go with Lyles. I think I'll go with Lyles and Faith Kipiagon. That's who I think. Stealing my pick. No, you stole my Stealing pick. Stealing my it pick. It was in my head. I've been here telling you not to sleep on Faith Kipiagon all season. That was I me was so doing con- that. Who at the World Championships in Eugene was so confident that Faith Kipiagon would win that I said if she lost, I would run all out for three minutes and yeah, 50 do seconds that. down the streets of Eugene. Me, it was this guy. Who put all of his l- losses all on <laughs> Jakob Ingebrigtsen winning the 5K? You take Jakob? Yeah. Okay. And I got all my money back. No, I'm saying you're taking him for Athlete of the Year? Actually, yeah. Sorry, Lyles. I'm going to Jakob. Interesting. And Kipiegon. We're going with the Myler double feature. <laughs> Has there ever been a year where, mm. I guess... He's a 5K when's the last? Too. When's the last time the He's same 5, event meter. won across both men and women? World record. I don't know. 2013, same Bolt, Shelly, and Fraser Price. Didn't need to go that far back. Well, it'll be 10-year anniversary of that. Yeah. Every 10 years. <laughs> what happened in 2003? I don't. I was a high jumper and guru. So. Okay. All in the game says maybe even a Rojas triple jump, long jump, double. No. Ooh, hey, if she does double. If she does double. Yeah. Give it to her if she does double. I want to talk about the Rising Star Award here, Let's too. Let's do it. Rising Stars. I want to point out one person who got it. Back-to-back Rising Star Award. Arian Knighton wins it again. This is the U20 award. Guess what? He's eligible to win it again next year. He rose twice. And he's can rise still a third rising. Time. He is still, he's at a ridiculous altitude right How now. How do you rise from a rise? This is why you should not have named the award Rising Star because it's already risen at this point. He could be, he could run slower than he did this year and still be the best U20 men's athlete next year because he has such a big cushion. So he could, his, he could rise and then fall and then still be the deserved winner of it. Once can you like? How can you rise anymore? I mean, what could it's U twenty? He's going to win again. Like, if he just that's what I'm saying. There's he's not going to get worse. He's going to get better, and a better version of Knighton is not going to be anything connected to what. Even if he stays the same, there's going to have to be someone coming out of the complete blue who we're not aware of at all. Yeah, be a U twenty, a U twenty person who could. It's not going to be a sprinter. Jump in the medal picture on the men's side. It would have to be a. But a distance runner is not going to do that. No. Maybe it would be a. No, it's going to be. If him. you can get odds on the 2023 Rising Star Award right now, load up on Aaron Knighton. As long as he stays healthy, he's good. Uh, Serbian javelin thrower Adriana Villago got it on the on the women's side of things. So that was a lot of syllables. That is the. It's not Adriana Villago. So Serbia. You, you said oh, Serbian javelin. I'm reading, yeah, the, Serbian, I'm reading the release. Serbian. From, wait, Serbian javelin thrower. Adriana Villago. You said like Yeah. I, look, I'm some say I'm good at speaking. You said like fifteen syllables. I'm good at I'm good at speaking. I'm good at asking questions, some might say. Right? I'm a man of many talents. Let's move on though. Um I want you to break down this Diamond League schedule for us. World Athletics um announced the Diamond League schedule for twenty twenty three. Not a huge surprise here, although we have I think more Diamond League meets than ever before. We have Silesia Poland there getting a Diamond League spot again. We have two meets in China, and they're later on in the schedule this time. One in Shanghai at the end of July, one in Shenzhen at the beginning of August. Obviously, everything has been canceled. It's been planned for China in the running world for the last couple of years. But the big thing from the American perspective is 
Eugene, Oregon will host Family Final at the Prefontaine Classic September 16th and 17th. So that's been known for a while. Yep. Is this breaking news that this calendar is out? It's not breaking news, but we were wondering because, well, for the Eugene side of things, they host a college football game that weekend too. So people, And it needs to be a two-day meet, but it needs to be two consecutive days. So when we were in Eugene, we were talking to people, hey, would they do one day and then a rest day and then and the second day? What would they do? They're just going to go back-to-back. I mean, I guess the big question mark is will those meets happen that are scheduled in China? China. Uh, Monaco is one that you always circle. July 21st. Right? Will we get to? Will we? Is that where Faith Kipiegon breaks the world record in the fifteen hundred? Will Jakob take a big swing at that one? You can also see when you look at that schedule um, when the break is, like when the world championships will be. It's in that August third to August thirty first. This is three Diamond Leagues post exactly. Which I don't know how you. Feel. I I like that. I mean, I'd love for it to be wrapped up completely beforehand, but we were more fifty fifty last year. I mean, I like it when it's all the Diamond League final should be a week before World. Yeah. Uh, but well, actually, no. What they sh- I mean, what the Diamond League final should be World. Okay. What do you they think of the schedule? Combine it. They should combine it. Um, what do I think of the schedule? Uh, it starts May 5th, ends September 16th, slash 17th. What a run. It's going to be wild. We're going to see people running fast in May, in June. Then they're going to go to July and run fast. Then August is going to happen. More fast running. And guess what? September, fast as well. Uh, I would say, I mean, the addition of Poland is kind of cool. So how many total meetings are there? 14, I think. 14? You doing the math in your head? No, I thought I saw it written down somewhere. So 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Okay. Gordon, a great counter. 15. So 14 pre uh, Domingue final. Odds of the two China's, Chinese meets happening. I Man, I read a news story the other day that they're starting to loosen some of their protocols okay. there. I don't know what it's going to look like at the end of July and the beginning of August, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet strongly either way. I have no idea. Yeah. But, they, I mean, they, they didn't move them, right? Usually, Shanghai used to be way up in that front group right next to, to Doha, so I think there's some thought process there. Hey, let's get ahead of this. Let's move this farther down. But even if those do get... See, that is interesting, though, because if those do get canceled, those are the two right before World. Worlds. So you'd essentially go from July 23rd, right, into August 31st. It'd be over a month with no Diamond League. And, and World starts on, this World starts on August 19th. I guess that's not too big of a, a break, and people can get in domestic meets. But that's, a, that's almost a full month. Before World Championships with no Diamond League. So this is what I've been thinking about ever since it's been announced that Prefontaine is the Diamond League final. So the way all these Diamond Leagues work, right, is you're guaranteed at least one lane to a local athlete, right? Not really. I looked it up. Some of those local athletes were in the rankings, and I think just a lot of scratches happened because no one's actually in Zurich hanging out. Like the 14th best 100 meter runner doesn't think their number is going to get called, so then it goes to number 15. I I don't think it's a guarantee that you you get it. Well, I was saying, is there a situation where like if you're an American, you can just be the American in lane nine? Yeah. For every event. Yeah. And so we could have like some fun like last minute U.S. guys and girls or men and women yeah. in the Diamond League final because they're American. 
Yeah, and then also here that we need to think about is pre Nike wants all their athletes to go to pre, so if they keep that in, right, there's gonna be fewer people skipping the Diamond League, I would think. Or does that mean that there's gonna be a um, lot of non Diamond League Diamond Leagues at the Diamond League? Non Diamond League events, yeah, because they're, they're gonna want more. They're gonna they'll do the International Mile, they'll do an Open Eight Hundred because they want more of their athletes to be showcased. But also on the flip side of things, I wonder too, if you're not a Nike athlete, you're still going to want to run, unless you're a very, very, very special case. You're still going to want to run because you're going to want to win the Diamond League final and get the money and get the buy. But also, like if this was around when Usain Bolt was running, Bolt never ran a pre. Does Bolt, does Bolt show up to a Nike meet being sponsored by Puma? I don't know. Here's a question. Does Oregon turn one of the races into a cross-country Tune-up. The kids, the University kids. of Oregon? Yeah, college kids. So we're talking about pro track in the first, and I said, would Bolt have run back in the day? And your first thought is, will college kids run in a Diamond League final? I mean, imagine no. Charles Hicks. He's getting ready for his junior year. He's, he's like, hey, coach, I'm fit. Getting ready for the Nuttycomb invite. Let's, let's put on a, a 3K for a bunch of college kids. Because don't we always wish that some college kids who were eligible to run at Prefontaine when it was in June, when it was in May, but they couldn't because they had to go to prelims, cross country season. Boom. You know you would watch. No, you lost how me many, with. How many? All due respect to Charles Six, you lost me with what if Charles Six? I mean, runs? how many Colas points do you think you get for winning a Diamond League? Zero. <laughs> zero. You don't think you get an automatic buy? You get zero. Maybe someone will rationals. Maybe someone will rabbit. I don't think you get an automatic buy. I think that'd be cool. I mean, Jerry Schumacher's going to do something. He's going to want, he's got the, the greatest runners all over the world coming to his campus in the middle of cross-country season. You can't just. Do you think he's going to get some of them to give like motivational speeches? No. Okay, we're moving on. You've torpedoed the segment. Um, let's do more schedule talk. USATF schedule out for 2023. I want <laughs> more you schedule to... talk. Okay. Yes. Well, this I... is the greatest podcast ever. We're talking we're... about schedules. Well, you're talking about in 2023. Will, co- will a college runner do a tune-up race? And then being a cross country season in the middle of the diamond. Anyway, I mean, if is. they're going to put on international miles, they can put on collegiate miles. But what does it matter? Who cares? My point. Because you'll watch it. No, I'll be way more interested in the people who are going to win the diamond league. No, you'll be. Would you rather watch an international mile or a cross or a cross country race at the diamond league? I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. All right, we got the. You didn't even answer the question because you know I, I'm right. Why would there be a cross country race? Because it's cross country season. It's September. Are they going to run cross-country? Are they going to run track? Know. This is terrible. Okay. Indoor championships are going to be in Albuquerque, which we thought, but I don't know. Is that official? I'm not sure. We didn't know. It okay. was announced when they made this. So release. then outdoors going to be in Eugene again, July 6th through the 9th. We already mentioned Prefontaine Classic. And then you have these meets, the New York City Grand Prix, LA Grand Prix, Distance Classic, Bermuda Grand Prix. These started basically COVID, right? Like, because they wanted to give athletes more opportunities run and they've they've kept them there they use mount sac for the la meet they go out to randall's island for for new york because they don't have a diamond league in new york anymore but not surprised it's back at pre this is not a not a shocking schedule but it shocked me do you know what's missing from the schedule what look challenge can you figure out maybe the chat can figure it out can the chat or kevin figure out what is missing from the outdoor season that has always been on this list. Not the Oxy meet. Nope. Okay, I was say, that's basically the distance classic. There's a meet there that was always 
considered a high-level meet that they would put on the outdoor schedule for USATF? In the chat, get it? Chat, chat's not mentioned. The chat is still that. reeling from the will they run a cross-country race at the Diamond League final because Jerry Schumacher, who is not involved in the pre-funding classic, will want them to do it. Man, that's a good question. Oh, I love this. The special one just said in the chat, what's John McEnroe doing here? I've gotten that a lot. Um, what about... Are you talking? You're not talking about the Oregon Relays Hayward Premier Meet, are you? Yeah, and closer. Is that Hayward? No, no. no. Portland? No. I don't even know what portion of the country we're in. Middle of the country. Oh, Drake. Yeah. Why isn't Drake Relays on here? What was the connection to? They had that elite section, right? Yeah, they'd had a bunch of elite stuff. Elite sections. It was always part of like their main. Yeah. Start of the outdoor season in April. Is that Penn too? It was right? Drake and Penn, yeah. but then USATF pulled out a Penn. Yeah. Uh, I think this is a signal that USATF has pulled out a Drake. Okay. Or maybe it's TBD. No, I think, I don't know. Because you'd think that, you know, like Drake Relays would be here. The same way Miller Rose's Games is here at New Balance Indoor Grand Prix. Yeah. Drake was always there, but Drake's not there. Bermuda back, five meter per second wins. Let's go. Grant, my man, you got to run it this year. Right? Should we go? Yes, 100%. We should, but we need to make sure you Grant, make a call. Yeah, that's the question. I mean, I am the money man over here. I think we know that by now. Um, that was a good field. I mean, the weather was rough, but they had good fields out there. Yeah. It was exciting. I mean, for me, it would be cool. Rose Festival, Tucson, it's always good. Um, Worlds, nope. I mean, USA's being at Eugene. Final question of the great seg- schedule segment that we created. Here you know what? You planned the show, this huh? Friday that? podcast <laughs> that you didn't go to on Wednesday. I like how you said you didn't the go reason either. why we didn't do the Wednesday podcast was because our producer wasn't here. We're in really, you should tell the truth. It was because you didn't want to do it. I wanted to do it. We didn't have any, we didn't have a backup. It's not, it's nobody's fault. Mostly yours. Mostly okay. mine. Anyway. Um, What's the question about USA's? It's in Eugene again. Yeah. I've been there. Is it ever going to leave Eugene? Where could it now go? Now that that stadium is there. Yeah. Like, are they ever going to? Where could it go? You mentioned Drake before. It could yeah. go to Des Moines. I mean, obviously they go to Sacramento and they, they yeah. go on the Drake and all the, all this stuff. It but could like, go to Mount Sac. Now that Hayward Field is what it is, yeah. there's never going to be like, why let this stadium be empty? Yeah. Right? 100%. 100%. Yeah. If it was up to the powers that be at Hayward Field, I think they'd want all the meets there because that's the reason yeah. why you built the stadium. The question is, will USATF agree? And for the most part, they have even before Hayward got built because that's where all the meets were being held and even on the NCAA side all yeah. the meets were being held there but like we have basically the possibility of four sites that we start with four sites that's it it's not as if we have 15 hosts that want to do it and then we narrow it down we got Des Moines we got Mount Sac we got Sacramento and we got Eugene that's it unless somebody else pops up yeah right and there's a lot of money that needs to be raised there's a lot of volunteers that need to be recruited and you need to have the right type of facility with all the specs to host a meet like this. So if the other three don't want to do it, then it's going to go to Eugene every single time. If they do want to do it, then it becomes interesting. But, but there's not a bunch of people beat down the door to host USA Championship meets, right? Yeah. There's not like a long list of people doing it. Hey, Kevin, you love schedules so much, so should we talk more about schedules? Yeah, so I got an email. This is more about e- an email. I got, uh, we got an email from Preet. We're doing like 
40 minutes on schedule. No, no, this is better. This okay. is better. So this is, we're responding to what people want. Okay. Who pre he emails in from London. Okay. You've never even been to London, have you? I've been to London many times. I have a friend from London. Oh yeah? Yeah, who is the older brother of a famous musician. Who is it? Can't tell you. And they're not real. Okay. No, they are real. Massive London-based fan of the podcast here. So I'm going to answer his email because he says he's a massive fan. You, on the other hand, want to ignore him. I'm not going to. Not sure if you spotted it, but tickets for World Athletics Championships 2023 open on December 12th. That's in three days, Gordon. There's also a pre-sale opening on December 9th today for those who have signed up to the World Athletics website. Might be worth a PSA about this on the next podcast and also would love to hear any recommendations of the best sessions to attend and also if you have any tips on the best places to sit in the stadium for particular sessions. Incredibly doesn't seem to be well publicized by World Athletics. I've already booked my flights and accommodations, so very excited to get tickets. That is pre. Okay, so I love schedules. I love breaking down which days to go. Obviously, if you have your first choice, you go to the whole meet, right? If they're offering all sessions passes, I talked to someone who'd been to basically every single world championships in history. He said, go to the, get the all sessions pass if you can, right? And then if you don't end up going, you can, you can sell them from there. Yeah. But I went through this schedule with a fine tooth comb and ranked every single evening session. I had evening sessions because most of the finals are in the evening. So that way people can plan accordingly. That's the good news. The bad news is you, like if you're going for like a four-day stretch, some of the days are out of order. But yeah. I'm going to give it to you, Preet. I'm going to give it to everybody else here listening to the show. My rankings. First of all, it's only nine days, not 10. Okay. That's the first thing you need to know. Don't go there thinking it's a 10-day meet. You'll be there the first day. No one will be there. Well, here's everyone. They'll be setting up the stadium. It'll be crazy. Yeah. You want me to go through these? Yeah. So first of all, should we... Let's, okay. So we nine days. Yeah. And you're going to tell start with the worst day. Worst of the way up. So what is the worst day of the 2023 champion? Okay. The worst day is day one. Is day one, and that Ooh. doesn't surprise a lot of people because you don't have a lot of finals. And I'm assuming you're gonna want to see some finals. Now, I will say, if you have a particular affinity for an event, your rankings are gonna change, right? Yes. If you are really into the men's shot put, for example, you're gonna bump it up higher, right? If you're really into the men's hundred, you're probably gonna have it higher than me. I'm trying to look at the overall quality of the day. Okay. Yeah. So first one, we can put it up there. Evening session, day one. You see it up there, fifteen hundred. Round one, it's exciting. You have to have TAF on. But there's really only three finals, Gordon. There's really only three finals. Men's shot, women's 10, and the mixed 4x4. Four four. And if we're talking about the mixed 4x4 four four being like the capstone event, it was kind of exciting when Allison Felix was going for, gold, for that, that other medal. But otherwise, not a great day. Number eight. Number eight. Day four. What's Let's number eight? Day four. Let's scroll down to day four. Thank you, Nico. Shout out to Nico doing a great job producing today. What do we got on day four, Gordon? You got the men's steeple. Wasn't that great last year. Tactical affair. Not too exciting. Women's 15. That's the highlight. Women's 400 hurdles, semifinals. Men's 400 semifinals. And the men's 800 heats. Are you feeling optimistic about the men's 800 this year, Gordon? I'm always optimistic. Okay. But semifinals, mm. not going to be that great. So that's the eighth best day. The seventh best day. Day number two. We'll go back in time. Day number two, you get some... 1,500 men's and women's semis. And semis are fun, right? Semis are fun. You're waiting. Who has the big queue? Who has the little queue? There's some drama involved there, and you can see a bigger pool of athletes, perhaps an upset. It's exciting. Men's 10,000 and men's 100. Now, if someone wants to bump this up early because they're really into the men's 10 or the men's 100, I don't blame them, but I have them ranked number seven. Number six, 
day three. Day three. And this is where we get into a better tier. I think one, four, and two are in a, are in a separate tier. Day three, we get into a better tier. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why, Gordon. <laughs> oh, tell me. I am on the edge of your seat. Kevin, yeah. I just want to say this has been the best segment yeah. I've ever been, been a, a part of. of. Good. I'm going to keep going. So, Women's 100 is, final. Is it going to be great? Yeah. Know. It's going to be awesome. Right? There's too many big names in Women's 100 not to be awesome. Men's high hurdles. We talked about how many guys are going to go sub-13 this year, right? Yeah, it's going to be good. Is it Grant? Is it, is it Devin Allen? Jamaica's the, the, got two the, guys. Yeah, the, the Jamaican crew there with Hansel Parchment and Broadbell. Like, it's going to be an exciting race. But here's the sleeper element to this. Here's the sleeper element to this. Women's 400-meter hurdles round one and women's 400-meters semifinal. This could be a Sydney day. Uh oh! This could be a double day for Sydney. So these if, tickets could become extremely yes. valuable. So this do not sleep on day three. This day, and by the way, I have the right to. I'm going to change these every month leading okay. up to the world. This oh, we're doing a segment multiple times. Ongoing segment. Yeah, I'm going to rank these because it depends on how each event is show, shaping up. But for right now, this is where it's at. But if Sydney says I'm going for the double, like that would be pretty cool. Now, is she going to cruise through both of them? Yes, but it'd be cool just to see her twice. So my sixth best day is day three. My fifth best day. Wait, 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 okay. Can you recap where we're at? Wait, what's one, four, two, three? Okay, got it. There you go. If you're keeping track at home, one, four, two, three in reverse order. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can uh, find these on my Tumblr page. All right. <laughs> ready for the next one? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. You're mocking go, me. Go, but people go love quickly you. through these. I just want to know what your top two are. To no, be honest. no. But okay. Preet wrote in all the way from London. Okay. You know, we do it for the people. He's getting ready for the World Cup. Okay, fair enough. Quarterfinal tomorrow against France. He wrote in. I'm going to give him my full analysis. Fair enough. Fair All enough. right, day six, women's 400 hurdle final. All right, if Sydney runs, is she going to get a world record? If she doesn't run, I mean, that one is, is, could go in a lot of different directions. Men's 400, women's 100 hurdle, and then 200 semis. 200 semis, I mean, the 200 was great last year. Shreya Jackson, Noah Lyles, yeah. Harry Knight. And Gabby, like semis still aren't going to be good. I know, but you can see a lot of people. Yeah, right? see and, and good people are not going to make it if the event is as good as last year. So that event gets a bump just because how good the 200 was. All right, we're getting to the top four now. Day seven. So this is the Mount Rushmore of Budapest yep. days at Worlds. Yes, day seven. You get the 200 finals. Again, I'm banking on those being good. If it turns out they flame out, maybe you drop this one down. Those are going to be good. Those are going to be good. 200 finals, 800 women, women semis. Again, 800 semis, I think. Well, 1,500 semis are exciting too. But those two are the two most exciting ones. And the four by one heats. Yeah. You could see... USA dropped the baton. Yeah, maybe you're into that, maybe you're not. Now we get to the podium, the top three days. <laughs> Next one, day eight, men's pole vault, athlete of the year, Mono Duplantis in action. The four by one finals. Orange. The decathlon, if you're into the decathlon, the women's five, and the men's eight. Now this one gets the bump. Some people like relays, some people are going to be really into Mondo, but it has a lot of finals. Yes. That, that, that's the reason why it's in here. You, you contrast that with my next best day. Second best day, the silver medal day, day nine. You take the eight and the five and you flip them. So instead of having the men's eight, you have the women's eight. Which one's going to be better, do you think, right now? My money's on the women's, 800. You know what? My money's on the men's. Okay. I believe. All right. But right now, that doesn't look to be the case. Yes. And then you get the men's five, which could be a Jakob double. Yes. Then you get the four by fours, uh, mm. women's steeple on there as well, which brings me to the best day, the number one ranked day, day five, right in the middle. So I'm not doing you any favors. It's not as if you can come for the first day four and then or the last four. I think day five, men's forming hurdles. 
Is there a more anticipated race right now from where you sit than the men's formula hurdles? No. No. We don't know how it's going to go. Obviously, if there's injuries, it's not going to be great. But I think two of the big three are going to be ready to go. It's going to be awesome. Women's 400. We can see Sydney. We can see Sydney in that one doing something special. Men's 15. We'll finally, will we finally get the Jake Whiteman, Jakob Ingebrigtsen rematch? Who knows? And then women's 100-meter hurdle semifinals. The semis are on a different day than the finals for the women's high hurdles. What did Toby Amundsen do in the semis last year, Gordon? She broke a world, world record, Kevin. She broke the world record. So there you have it in order. One, four, two, three, six, seven, eight, nine, and five. I just ranked. That's a really weird, weird, weird way to tell people your phone number. <laughs> Wait, what is it again? I'm going to go back to that sheet. One, four, two, three, six, seven, eight, nine, five. I reserve the right to change these, and I will change them depending on how the season goes. But thank you to our emailer for writing in, and I will update this throughout the season. I think it should over be over to you, Gordon. I think it should be like two, eight, nine, seven, four, five. You didn't one, take the time. Three. You didn't take time to do it. Now he asked, "Best place to watch it? Where do you like to watch track from? If you're a spectator, right? Say you're going with a friend who's never seen a world championship before or a high level track meet, and you could get any seat. Where would you go? I mean, any seat you want to sit at the start finish line like halfway up because you don't want to be too close to the track because then you can't see them on the op- back stretch yeah. back stretch yep. i like being high up to be honest yeah you know i don't need to feel like i'm right on the edge because i like being able to have like eagle eye view yeah so back stretch is kind of cool sometimes too because you could get a little bit lower like it's more of a deal sometimes. and you feel like when you're in the back stretch of a track meet you feel like you're like allowed to be more friendly to the athletes. He's like, hey, we're not like the people in the in the, the good seats. <laughs> we're like your friends, and we can kind of have a little like this is like the yeah we can have a little private party here where we can like have conversations, you know, right? Like, while they're getting ready for the start of the two hundreds, you know, yeah, you have a little bit of like yo Noah, and I was like, hey man. Also, this is a big stadium, right? It's gonna be bigger than Hayward. Hayward, it, it was cliche, but other than the sun, there wasn't really a bad seat in the house. Right, if the weather was good, you had good sidelines pretty much no matter where you were. The problem was it was really hot for some of those sessions, especially at, at USA's. So let's keep moving. We got more stories to get to, Gordon. Um, what's next? Ah, the Noah Lyles story. Noah Lyles, friend of the pod, uh, Andrew Greif, the LA Times, did a great story on Noah Lyles. Some very interesting quotes that he's going after the double, which we anticipated, but it's always interesting to see it confirmed. Said he had a dream of a time he wants to run in the 100 because he's not done in the 100. He dreamed that he ran a 9.41 in a semi. Have you ever been in that ambitious with any dream? Not only 9.41, 9.41 in a semi. 9.41 in a semi. So the next time I say I think a world record's going to get, both world records can get broken, if I just preface with I had a dream that it was going <laughs> to get broken, then there's not going to be an outcry for being wrong on this. Yeah. 9.41. I mean, maybe, you know, he's totally going to run 1941 now. Well, he can run faster. He's he can run, run faster, faster, but that's probably why he's going to end up running in the 200. Well, he said he had the dream, like, first in high school. Talked a lot about improving 10 to 40 meters in, in the 100, addressing that. Also talked about the 2021 season. Where, that was a weird year for Where him. things went awry. Yeah, he said didn't even want to run pre, but remember, came back after the Olympics where he looked, and there's, there's quotes in the story, about talking about how he looked tight, looked like he wasn't having any fun out there, looked like he was forcing it, and then didn't even want to do pre. 
goes out to print at the end of the year, runs 1950. I think that was the catalyst for Noah to get back on track, and he carried that into 2022. But I think you know, reading this article, he's obviously a very confident guy, but reading this article just makes me think that 2021 was an aberration, and we're going to see 2022 going forward. And I think when we made picks and predictions and we thought about Lyles in 2022, a lot of that was with seeing him actually lose in 2021. It was such a foreign feeling to us because we hadn't seen that before. That's gone for me now. I'm thinking about the dominant Lyles. I'm thinking about the one breaking the American record at the World Championships. I'm thinking about the one who has just that amazing last 100 coming off the curve in the, in the 200. Yeah, he's very confident. I'm interested to see, though, what, what the 100 looks like for him this year because that's such a hard team. I'm going to ask an unfair question, but that's yep. what I do. I like asking unfair questions. What is more likely to happen? Noah Lyles catches the best 100-meter rise and wins the 100? Mm -hmm. Or the likes of Benaric, Knighton, DeGrasse catch Lyles in the 200 and Lyles loses the 200? So what's more likely, Lyles losing the 200 or Lyles winning the 100? It's a good question. It's a fair question. So he's run 986 in the 100, right? That, that triumvirate, Curly, Rommel, Coleman, they've run 976 on it. Now, times aren't everything, but about a tenth better. Then you go over the 200. All right, what's the margin there? Because Lyles is at 1931. Well, we have Knighton, 1949. And then we have, where was Bednarik's PB? Bednarik, who's winning the 2020? 68, 1968. I almost think it's the 100. And I don't it's think. more likely to win the 100. I, I honestly, 200. Yeah, and I think he, he, go, he goes into the year as a big underdog just because Hurley's so good, because the U.S. is just stacked, racy. Romel, there could be other guys coming back, even some like Makai Williams. But if you ask me, I think he can keep up his 19-3 form. And I, I think because it's a longer race, I think something fluky can go wrong in 100 and he can pull an upset. A lot would have to go awry in the yeah. 200. But I, but I will say he's a long shot in that. Yeah. I think he's more likely to lose the 200. Well, because you picked Benaric. Right? Yeah. But, you know, I 1,000% can be wrong, and I am wrong a lot. So. You've been wrong a lot. I've been wrong a lot. But it would be cool if Lyles does find a way to join the ranks of Coleman, Curley, Romel, and uh, Bracey and like that whole world because if Lyles is out there now running nine sevens, yeah, that's just going to make even more exciting to watch his 200. Because I remember, again, if, if we see Lyles start throwing down some fast hundreds, then I'm that 200's not just going to be, oh, can I PB? It's going to be, if he goes out there and runs nine sevens, yeah. Bolt's 19-19 is in trouble. You don't think so? You're doing it again, but now it's 200. You don't think so? No. You don't think a 931 guy, 1931 guy, yeah. runs 97 twice in May slash June. Bolt ran 958. I know. I know Bolt ran 9.58. But like, so you're saying if a guy runs two tenths slower in the 100, that makes you want to think that he can take down his 200? I think Bolt could have had a fast. I think Bolt's 200 record Interesting. is not as fast as his ability. I like it. I like That's a good take. I think Bolt could have. I think Bolt could have ran. I was going to say 18.99. But I think, no, I think Bolt could have ran 19.0. 
Maybe we don't know. I, I mean, did Bolt it so, could have ran nineteen oh nine. Yeah, he he did it so early in his career. If twenty, I've talked about this. If twenty ten was a championship year and not a non championship, I know he got banged up, but like kind of extending that prime because by the time he comes back in in twenty eleven, ball starts in the hundred, and then things are kind of weird. And twenty twelve, he gets it back, but and he he got up for Olympics. So if if there was a another Olympics earlier, perhaps, but. No, what what think, record do you think is more impressive? Is nineteen is nine five eight or is the two? Nine, the two. You think this two is more impressive? I think is hundred. I just think going back to what I said about the hundred, more stuff can go wrong. People can fall start. Yeah. People can just have a, a, a you know issue in the semi. I just think he's got he's back to where he was before, which is when we talked about Lyles prior to twenty twenty one, it was just inevitable. It's the yeah. same way we talk about. Sydney. It's the same way we talk about Bondo. Same way we talk about Faith Kipiegon. That's we might start talking about Knight in that way. Might, but he hasn't. Yeah, you know, he's he, got Lyles in his way. Yeah, yeah, he has a guy in his way who's who's very good and is really good in the moment. And I just thought it'd be one thing if Lyles went out and just ran a couple fast times, and then at Worlds like squeaked by Knighton like he did at USA's, but he clearly rose to the moment, right? Like he, and there was a lot of pressure on him. You were in the stadium. That day, I mean, people were expecting a lot, and he ran the best race of his life in this high-pressure situation. And he talked also about Tokyo being like the most anticlimactic thing. He trained his whole life to compete in the Olympics, and he steps into an empty stadium. So it, w- it was a weird year. He had stuff going on, you know, and and that's all seemingly in the past now. I think we need to think of him as like these next two years is gonna be prime, prime. And then if he runs nine seven twice in May last June, he's running. Well, yeah. He's running 19 teams. Make sure to tag Bolt again on that. Uh, all in the game says Bolt also never had a good tailwind in any of his world record races. What was the tailwind for Lyles' 1931? The tailwind for Lyles' 1931 was plus 0.4. But Bolt was minus 0.3. Ooh. Into a headwind. I like it when they get really excited when it's minus 0.1. Into a headwind. Like that's. <laughs> for those listening, Kevin's just hitting me. Yeah. Okay, what else? Did we get the oh, we show? have more schedule content. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Uh, you really don't like the show today. It's, it's okay. No, I'm loving Hold the show. So, Someone's texting me. Someone's texting you? Who's texting you? No. You got friends? Yeah. Sources. You got sources? Do you want to check in on the soccer game here? We do an update. Soccer game update? Zero, zero. Netherlands. Who are you cheering for in World Cup now? Oh, Argentina. Why? Listen, I like Europe. I just I want... So we're not Brazil. Oh, I, they're out. Brazil lost? When did that happen? This morning? Yeah, in PKs. Really? Yeah. Who did they lose to? Croatia. Wow. Breaking news for Gordon. We have uh, one of our colleagues is from Croatia. I don't know. Yeah, he was posting in the chat him wearing the jersey and stuff. Yeah. So they go to extra time. Neymar scores at the very end of the first half of extra time. They go up one nothing. Four minutes left in the game. Croatia got their first shot on target. It ricochets off a Brazilian player and it goes in to tie him up. Three minutes later, it goes to PKs. Dang. Croatia did it. All right, so, Kevin. Yeah? I'm not sure if you know this, but uh, we always got to keep with the economy these days, right? You always got to be on the, the, the pulse of job opportunities out there. Yeah. We're lucky for you, Kevin. There are five job opportunities at the World Athletics. Mm. So, the World Athletics. The World Athletics. And so what I wanted to do with you is I wanted to go through each one, and wow. I wanted to see which ones you think you're most qualified for. 
You ready for these jobs? Yeah. I'm looking at these. These are great. So we're going to scroll down to the, the first. Uh, you going to read all this? I'm not going to read it this all. This is almost exciting as a schedule. Well, it's looking differently on the, for some reason, it's not it's coming up. French. It's in French. Scroll back up. That's too much French. Uh, it should be like bold. Maybe zoom out. Maybe push the Apple <laughs> zoom out button. Scroll. You can read them. Yeah. There we go. Now scroll. Let's scroll. Here we go. Let's go to the first one. There, it's weird text. Anyway, Therapeutic Use Exemption Committee. Mm, TUEs. The Therapeutic Use Exemption Committee considers applications for the grant or recognition of therapeutic use exemptions for athletes. So basically, you're in charge Mm -hmm. of saying, is this inhaler an exemption or not? Mm -hmm. I think think I'd be good at that. You'd be good at that? You'd be able to tell people whether or not this is a BS if if this is for therapy or this is for... Yeah. Increasing your athletic ability. I think I'd be good at that. I ask a lot of good questions. I also like that you serve for a four-year period as if it's sort of like a ban. Like you you would serve from 2023 to 2027 according to the job posting. So only four years. Yeah. Okay. I like that one. Okay. Scale 110. Oh, that's a solid seven. Solid seven. All right. Next one. Be a member of the disciplinary tribunal. That sounds like a lot of pressure. So this is the the first instance discipline. This is a first instance disciplinary tribunal that hears and decides on all breaches of the World Athletics Integrity Code of Conduct. There are 40 members from all over the world. So you'll be one of 40, or you'll be the 41st member. And basically, you decide the discipline on the tribunal. I'm one of 40 people who decides. Yeah, so you're 140th of deciding on... Two-year ban, one-year ban. Do you have to return the medal? Do you have to pay yeah. a fine? How would you do with this? Are well, you good at handing out punishments? Like, how are you with punishing your kids? Yeah, I think I'd be fair. It says, oh, it's doping and non-doping related matters, yeah. including non-doping case related to disciplinary, ethical, and eligibility matters. I just want to know how long these meetings are. I'm not a big meeting guy. Not a big meeting guy? And you're getting 40 people on the Zoom. That's, and a, you're just that's like, a lot hey, of blocks. Uh, people versus Gordon Mack. Uh, what do we think on this one? You're not on mute. Like that. Do you think people are just be like two or four, flip a coin, two year ban, four year yeah, ban, we're done? I'm going to give this one a five out of 10. I okay. like the TUE committee better than this one. What else? So you don't like giving out punishments. Vetting panel. I just don't like working with that's a too big of a group. So you can be a member of the vetting panel. Okay. I like so what is a vetting panel, you may ask? Yeah, tell me. The role of the World Athletics vetting panel is to decide whether persons seeking to be or who are World Athletics officials are eligible to take or remain in office. So basically, you're, researching, you're, you're yeah. researching future membership, uh, future members of World Athletics to make sure they don't have any questionable past. Okay, I'm good at googling. You can Google people. You, you can, yeah? yeah, yeah. I can, I can, I can dig up some information. You know how to like find their LinkedIn profile and then be like, Ooh, oh okay, man, you got endorsed for some skills here, and I don't know if that's the type of skills we want here. Like, at do World you Athletics. actually know Excel, or are you just yeah, yeah, bullshit us? Yeah, so it's only three people too. That's a future Zoom call. There's only three people. I have to have significant legal experience. I've watched Law, Law, and Order, though. Yeah. Does that count? Experience Judge in the Judy. vetting of or screening of applicants and candidates for official position. Man, I would like this one, but since I'm not, I'm not going to get it, I'll put it as a See, four. my question is, who vets the vetting panel? Yeah. Like, do they vet themselves? And mm-hmm. is that a conflict of interest? Yeah. That's a good point. Someone, it's like. That's what I would ask on my first day. It's like, how do you build a crane? Mm-hmm. Oh, they have machine. You ever seen the videos? But don't you need a crane to build a crane? Yeah, this whole it's all mechanized. It's really cool, actually. Go on, like, you, go on YouTube after the show. You know what I mean, though? Because how do you get high up without a crane to get you high up? Yeah, yeah. You got to look at it. I'm telling you, it's, it's interesting. 
Okay. What's on your to-do list today? Put on my to-do list. All right. Screening bodies. You don't want to be on the vetting panel? No. Okay. No. We, so we won't vet you. Uh, TUE is still number one. TUE is still number one. Be a member of the screening body. Again, all these are four-year terms. Mm-hmm. So what's a screening body? Mm-hmm. It sounds like TSA, right? Yeah, except you ensure that members of the vetting panel also meet the high standards of Whoa! contact. There you go. This is the, the vetters okay. of the vetters. Yeah. But then, okay. Then who vets the screening body? Well, that comes to our last job here, election oversight panel. Yeah, yes, it's not. No, related. no, 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 no. So there's a so the vetting panel vets the screening body. The screening body vets the vetting panel. Mm-hmm. Circular logic. That's why World Athletics is in the state it's in. It's like the three branches of government. Yeah. Um, I don't endorse what Gordon just said, by the way, if I'm applying for these jobs. <laughs> it's in great shape. I think it's good. Okay, so you don't want to be on a screening body either. No, I think this last one's kind of interesting. Election oversight panel. Okay, what's that? Well, you supervise the elections. Problem is, I, again, I have to have relevant experience in developing and managing electoral processes. Ideally, having done so with sports bodies. I mean, I voted like on those fan votes, like who's the MVP of the Final Four. Yeah, I've done that a few times. You know that you, yeah. you, you, you've clicked on some Twitter polls. Exactly. Wouldn't it be great if we just decide World Athletics like next steps just via yeah. Twitter polls. Yeah. Because look, I'm looking at the TUE committee. The members of the committee have experience in the care and treatment of athletes and a sound knowledge of clinical sports and exercise medicine. And are independent of world athletics. Yeah, I guess, I guess I'm not. I don't have enough experience right, for so, any of these. But I'll go TUE. I think we. So you want to be on TUE number one, number yeah. two option. Uh the elections. You want to sure. be on the election oversight panel yeah. number three. Uh, I think then I would be on the vetting of the vetters. You want to. So you want to be the screening body. Yeah. And then the vetting body. And then you're the vetting body. And then exactly. last, you want to be disciplined. Yeah, just because that, tribunal. you know, I don't, think people. I don't think anybody's idea of a good time is Do you think they have people. to wear, like, robes like they're in a Supreme Court? I hope so. And then big I, wigs. Okay, never mind. If you got to wear a wig. Then it's number two. It gets bumped up. Bumped up. Yeah. I like that. All right, I think that's the show. We did great. Like and subscribe. Yeah, flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com is the email address. Thanks to Nico for producing. Thanks, everybody, chiming in on the chat. We'll be back Monday. We're going to go into holiday posting schedule pretty soon, but we'll talk about that on Monday once we yeah, We still have to do a bonus pod. Bonus pod coming next as, week as well, too. That's on cult schedule, so we'll get you guys that next week. Have a great weekend, everyone. Who's winning cross champs? We'll tell you on Monday. What? <laughs> Put in the rundown. See you guys.